practical tips for one anothering on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And once again, I'm joined on the podcast with my dear friend, Dr. Stuart Scott, is a master's university professor of biblical counseling, and he's also on staff here at ACBC, and he is our director of membership services. He's married to Zandra. I love having dinner with you and Zandra, and uh, Summer and I are always so encouraged when we walk away and uh, from from seeing you guys. And uh, today we're going to talk about a, a an exciting and fun concept, uh, the, the ideas of one another. And you've written a book not too terribly long ago on this subject, and uh, you're going to be speaking uh, on this subject in our up- upcoming conference in October of 2021. And I am really looking forward to this because I think people always ask me, well, well what is the secret sauce when you think about um, the DNA of a church and uh, what makes a church so kind and so caring? And it's not so much just uh, us thinking that the one another's are something that we, we force ourselves to do. It, it is an overflow truly, of uh, a group of people who are covenanted together, who are uh, loving Christ well, and out comes the way in which they prefer each other and love each other. And uh, I just want us to talk practically about these one another's even today. Um, There is no magic pill. There is no secret sauce. This is just um, where the word by the power of the Spirit takes effects in the hearts and lives of people in a community and out comes overflowing these responsibilities of the one another's. And I love the way that you talk about these in, in your book. And so uh, give us sort of a general overview, and then we'll get very, very practical in this, uh, in this subject on the one another, Stuart. Yeah, thank you, Dale. And again, it's a, a, always a, a blessing, a joy. I, I look forward to our times of talking and sharing and conversing. And uh, so appreciate you and the work that you're doing there at ACBC. As far as the one another's, you know, this has just been increasing uh, the the burden for the lack of the expression of them. Mm-hmm. You know, we might know them uh, or know where they're found in the Bible, uh, at least 31 up to 35 plus one and others, but practicing them. This is where uh, the church, where I believe the spirit of God within the church is trying to get us to love God and express it mm-hmm. by loving our neighbor. As you said, they're, they're, uh, they're linked together. You can't really love God and not love your neighbor. You can't really love your neighbor well without loving God. And so those commandments in Luke 10 uh, are summing up the Old Testament law are inextricably linked. And I think of the passage in 2 Thessalonians where Paul's addressing them in chapter one, verse three. And he says, we ought always to give thanks to God for you brothers as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. And go, there it is, that's it. You know, your faith is really solid, it's sincere. You're loving God, not just in hearing what he says, but doing what he says. And then it says, and then your love for one another increases. So I think that when I've been reading the, oh, internet, uh, some of the postings and 
why so many of the young people are leaving churches today. Mm. You know, one, one article had 10 reasons why the uh, millennials and below are leaving the church. About eight of the reasons involved the lack of one anothering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, good preaching isn't going to solve this. Mm-hmm. I mean, good preaching is a start and, and is needed. But that's just the beginning of the knowledge part. You just heard the word, and now how do we help one another apply it in our walk with God and our love for one another? Yeah, that's right. Good preaching right. stirs it up, right? I mean, it stirs yeah. up yeah. these affections within us to love God well, and, and the overflow of that then is the application and a demonstration of our faith in the way that we love one another. I mm-hmm. I love the way in God's brilliance he's built the church to be able to to assess and flesh that out, right? How well are we loving God? It's not just by, you know, how low we bend on our knees or how tightly we squint our eyes when we pray. Those aren't the assessments. The assessments of true faith is, are we doing this? And is this fleshing out in the way in which we care for one another? What a missing element that we see in the church. And my goodness, if we can't understand that in the current and present moment when we've been distanced from one another. And I don't know about you guys, but, but those who are listening, I'm sure you're feeling the impact of maybe the lack of some of these one another's because there was a time where uh, I, I've been in churches where, man, things were done very well. And, and the way in which we cared for one another was very, very good. And um, that those were sort of the things that we did before COVID, if you will. Um, so let's talk yeah. about some of those things and then maybe how uh, our caring for one another has been impacted by the pandemic. And it builds that longing to desire that intimately once again. Yeah. And, you know, there's where uh, I think with the COVID pandemic that it it made us rethink, Okay, so how can we practice these one another's? How do we care for the body of Christ when you're uh, confined or isolated, let's say, in your home or if you can't meet uh, publicly uh, at the church or how many people can meet and all of the other things? And. I think the church overall ought to have been called to let's get creative, right? Let's God is a a God who creates and so much variety and so many different expressions in his creation. And we're created in his image. We can become a little more creative rather than saying, well, we can't meet. So we can't really reach out to people. It's like, no, let's, Let's plan, intentionally plan, think through how can we text, call, go by, leave some gifts for people, make sure the shut-ins, even if we can't go inside, we can Zoom call. There's all kinds of ways that many have been practicing. I'm not saying they haven't been practicing them, but I think we got, I don't know, it's just sort of set back, generally speaking, and weren't intentional of how do we bear one another's burdens here and reach out to people and practice these, but it will take some intentionality and creativity. Yeah, certainly without question, especially when we're not seeing one another uh, maybe as frequently as we did at one time and, and maybe we're not as aware. And part of that should help us to see um, we need to raise awareness of those who are shut in or those who are sick or those who are out for various reasons to know ways that we can care for them. So what are some of those practical ways, Stuart, as, as we encounter, um, as the word that's been overused, the unprecedented time of, of the COVID restrictions, what are some of the ways that uh, churches can engage in this one another, even uh, in the current time that we find ourselves in? 
Yeah. When I was talking about being creative, it's a word in First Thessalonians 5.15, where it says, see that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. And that word seek means to go on the hunt. So, okay, I need to hunt for ways to practice these one another's. I, I need to be thinking what might someone need, a shut-in, um, someone I haven't talked with. It really did involve phone calls, uh, texting, uh, Zoom calls, even going by and talking from outside their house. Uh, mm-hmm. They could open up the door. Um, here, here are some things. We've sprayed things down, disinfected them. You know, it it, it, it was thinking outside the maybe the typical box sure. uh, before uh, COVID. But it's that word, go on the hunt. Is um, for those who have never hunted, they probably have hunted for Easter eggs at some point in their life. But they, it's it really is. You can't get lazy, uh, comfortable. It is inconvenient. It's sacrificial, Mm. but it's it's love expressed. And those are the things that I was thinking as um, uh, we would continue praying for one another, uh, and with the electronic. The social media, there are ways that you can find what are some needs, how can we give to meet needs. And uh, our church did really well with keeping up on any of the needs, making them known to the small groups and the small group leaders. And then we would Zoom with our people in our small group and call on them. You just It just takes more. Um, Intentional effort, right? Yeah. Yeah. Intentional effort outside the typical box that we're comfortable with. Well, you just mentioned the word convenience and, and we don't often mind meeting needs when, when it fits sort of a convenient mode. Um, but this is not what the one another's are describing, right? I mean, it, it's important that we do that when it's convenient, of course, but we're talking about more than that. So what will these, the practice of these one another's what do they require of believers? And in in this case, it does take sacrifice. We get out of our box of convenience, and we're intentional. Uh, so, what are some of the other the practical tips there? Yeah, um, just love itself, right? A sacrificial love means it will be inconvenient. Mm-hmm. If you're just sacrificially loving, it's not convenient, and it's planning uh, times to uh, talk and meet. Uh, If you meet only when you feel like it, if you call only when you feel like it, it probably won't get done. So it's putting on calendars. It's we're going to reach out to this couple or this individual. And so I, I, you know, put it right on my phone and make a phone call, call this person, meet with this individual, even if it's over Zoom. When I I look at planning, uh, that sometimes uh, people don't like that. They want to be spontaneous. And there's a place for spontaneity, but godliness usually doesn't come from spontaneity. Or by accident, right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's intentional. It's exercising yourself unto it. It takes uh, planning, scheduling, uh, getting up early if you need to, staying up later if it, it is serving other people. So just all the different venues mm-hmm. that we can use. And I'm glad they're starting to open up now and more uh, more meetings and more face-to-face uh, is such a blessing. 
But I find ourselves even in this part of the discussion where we're trying to plan things, which is absolutely appropriate to be intentional. I, I like that where we where it forces us to think about other people even beforehand. We find ourselves in that tension of what Paul describes in Philippians that we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, but it's God who works in us. Uh, so what are the what are the things that should motivate us to excel in these particular areas? Because we talk about planning, but there still has to be a a heart motivation, a, a desire that's 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 spurred on to toward love yeah. and good deeds in this way. So talk about what motivates us. Yeah, I think Second Corinthians five fourteen and fifteen, but verse fourteen really is the key motivation for us as believers, and it's the love of Christ. Uh, his love for us is what motivates us to love His people, right? To love the body. It's not all about me. It's the body of Christ. And how do we really reach out and and love them well? That, that would, as I think about what motivates. Even when you think names, people come to mind uh, who you, you go, oh, I should call them. I should find out how they're doing. Uh, write them down. Mm-hmm. Don't just have a thought and it just escapes. Just write them down. And then what day am I going to deal with calling them or reaching out to them, mm-hmm. putting it on paper, putting it on a schedule? Lord, help me. Uh, it's not about uh, all about me. It's thinking and preferring them and loving them, uh, getting it down from kind of in your mind, hearing it to doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does take that kind of, um, for me, I have to write names down, put them on my calendar, sometimes put alarms on, call so-and-so. And, and uh, that's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one, a couple of final thoughts that I want to, I want to see if we can elicit from you, which are just specific, very, let's get very practical, some practical tips about this whole business of one another. And we've talked a little bit about being intentional and planning some of these things, which I think we could all use a little bit um, more discipline in our life to do things like that. Cause we're, we are such busy people, but what are some of those specific practical tips about one another? Yeah. And that's a great question, but since there are, you know, like 35, one another's and each one of them has its way to be applied, right? Some in marriage, some in your own family, some in the church family, most of them in the church family. I'll just pick one and think about that is like bear one another's burdens uh, in Galatians chapter six. And that's shouldering a heavy load that someone has. And, And you go, well, how do I know if they have a heavy care or burden? Well, ask them how you can pray for them, mm-hmm. right? You can ask, how can I pray for you? And when they share and they share a burden, okay, now I'm on the hunt. Uh, whether I can meet that burden or find ways that that burden can be relieved. So I just heard about one couple, they're looking for a place to live. They sold their place and they're looking for another place. So I'm on the hunt asking different people if you know of any place, a two bedroom, place that they can rent. So I'm trying to help what I can or put them in touch with people uh, to find a place. Uh, One of our uh, counselors was ministering to an orphan. And uh, this young man just really didn't even have a home. So he's going from one place to another. And the church reached out and provided a place. And now the counselor found out that one of the places uh, of the family in the the church couldn't meet with the, uh, or house the uh, boy any longer. So this counselor goes, well, we have an extra room and we can help bear th- uh, this young man's burden. 
by he can live with us. And, you know, that's the kind of thing is how can we shoulder up specifically, practically, whether it's housing someone, whether it's giving uh, financial. I know uh, just recently with uh, Bodie Bauckham, you know, and a heart surgery issue and the need for a major amount of money and uh, someone on the board set up a GoFundMe account and God's people gave and met the need. That's the kind of specific shouldering up. And that's just one of the one another's of how to do that. Yeah. And and it becomes very practical ways that we can live out our faith. And that's really the goal is we want to see that fleshed out in us. Yeah. So our goal today, Stuart, was just to spur our listeners on to be familiar with these one another's, to begin to be active in seeking out, Lord, how can you use me to minister to someone else uh, in in the body as we take care of one another? You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. So I want to invite you to join us at O Church Arise, Reclaiming a Culture of Care in Charlotte, North Carolina at Hickory Grove Baptist Church, October the 4th through the 6th. Now, if I said that too quickly, go to biblicalcounseling.com and you can find out more information about this very important conference.